Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So wait, are you? Are you saying that whole time when I was talking, like when you were not there, people couldn't hear me? Because I just pulled up on the YouTube stream to see. Hello, 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 hello. Yeah, yeah you I... have audio now, but when I, I, I mean, first pulled it up, you didn't have anything. I was talking the whole time and the people could not hear me. Like when you were gone, I was like feeling in. Wow. Because I was because I thought it was on my side, so I didn't. I should have checked yeah, that I... first, but uh... yeah. All right. Oh, well, we wasted like reset. We'll just start over. <laughs> oh, God. All right. <laughs> I got wasted. Like, man, I would have got fired off the bat. I for like, waste like fourteen minutes off of like for like dead space. <laughs> it's technology, man. It happens. But um, okay. When I okay, well, I guess we restart. Do 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 do. Press three button. Reset button. Hello, hello. I am Jordan John Louis, host of the JJ Sports Talk Show. I got my boy. Kyle Edwards in the building, my co-host. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Um, been watching a lot the combine. Some players have been impressing me. You know, basketball still going. I mean, my team's the best team in hockey, so I've been enjoying that as well. It's, it's been good. Been good. How you doing, man? Doing good, man. Um, this whole, you know. Ravens fiasco was driving me crazy. I know the deadline signed franchise tag players is March 7th coming up. So mm-hmm. hearing these conflicting reports and people saying I mean Baltimore thing, has an interesting decision though, because if they if they can't work out a long time deal, long long term deal, if they franchise tag Lamar, you know, the exclusive tag and all that, but they put the traditional tag on Lamar, that means Lamar gets to go out, basically like shop himself to teams. If some team gives him an offer, he could go back to Baltimore and be like, look, this is what I'm worth according to this team. Do you want to match that? They say no. I think Baltimore gets like two first round picks out of it. Something to think about. But that might be where we end up, you know, heading in this situation because you know, Lamar will be able to see what his actual market value is. If like, if his value around the league is lower than he thinks, maybe that helps Baltimore in the situation. But if he goes out there and there's teams willing to blow him away with a number that Baltimore necessarily wouldn't go up to because they didn't think anybody would, maybe it works in Lamar's favor. Well, apparently, well I mean, we're going to get into the NFL um, later on in the right. show, but yeah. I mean, but I, but, but I heard that, like um the only like really like reporter that I I truly give credit to or not saying that other reporters don't get credit but I follow Justina Anderson and um one of the Ravens reporters um James Hensley I think I trust them because they they're they're and apparently they um Baltimore put a new a new deal on the table now they're waiting on Lamar's team to you know talk it over. So, I mean, the numbers, they didn't release the numbers of how many years or what the structure of the deal or the money is, but they said they put a number, another new, a new brand new offer, a fresh new offer on the table. It says uh, they're waiting, the Ravens are waiting on Lamar to, you know, come to the table and with his team, whatever, and um, and uh, talk with the Ravens. So, like you said, I mean, that's, that's it's all about it's, it's all about like what obviously going to make an offer. It's whether or not Lamar wants that or not. Right. It's all about what tag. Um, they put it out like the non-exclusive or the exclusive. I know the non-exclusive tag is thirty-two million, um, and I think the exclusive non or the exclusive tag is forty-five million. So, 
I mean, that's kind of like what he'd be looking at getting guaranteed, right? Or that more than that? As far that as that would just be one year, though. That's true. That's true. So, so Lamar probably uh, wouldn't want to play. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. That. I mean, I don't know the Ravens like the like the organization like that, the front office. But I'm assuming. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. But maybe the reason why I haven't tagged him, and maybe they're been like after. After franchise tag, we're gonna get a deal done. You know what I'm saying? So maybe, maybe that's the case. We got a comment. Um, CR Media. Up, that's what's going on, Chase. Um, you put your comment up there. What's going on, Chase? How you doing, man? Thanks for coming to the show, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's very interesting, like you said. Um, mm-hmm. Like you know, they, the maybe he can go to Atlanta, and they and then Lamar was like, okay, this is what Atlanta gave me. Can you match this? Because they can match it. Just, just like the NBA, like how they did it with uh with Aiden, they matched the deal and they obviously it's different, different numbers, different, different, you know, CBA, different market, but um, same thing, you know. I'm they, wondering though, mm-hmm. is Lamar waiting on this whole Daniel Jones report? Because supposedly Daniel Jones might get more than forty million from the. And Giants, I don't believe which... he should, but that's another topic for a different day. Well, the problem is that's kind of where the quarterback market is going is going to be to the point where which team stops the trend. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, most people would look at Daniel Jones and be like, there's no way he's worth that. I mean, do you Giants think he's worth mind, that? Here's, here's the only thing. Now he actually has a guy in Brian Dable who's actually an offensive mind. He hasn't had that in his career. So if the Giants look at last year and say, okay, if we lock down Daniel Jones – we find him a couple of wide receivers. Why couldn't he continue to progress? And then maybe the deal looks a lot better year two, year three. Maybe not so much next year, but they could be building to something. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, Daniel Jones is a tricky situation because you feel like he's a talented guy. It's just that where he was drafted, a lot of people really, you know, I don't know, not necessarily like overrated him but they yeah. they really thought he'd be a lot better than he was but at least with dayball they've seen kind of the potential that's there yeah yeah i mean we yeah like we're definitely he's definitely good you know starter um but we'll get like like we'll we'll get to that the whole you know because i i have some questions for you too because i'm kind of confused as like as far as deadline questions and stuff so we'll get to that later on the show but i do want to go over just briefly um well actually i actually can touch on this first ufc card um, John Jones versus uh, uh, Gaines for the uh, for the on big or the vacated uh, world he- or heavyweight championship belt. John Jones hasn't been fight- hasn't fought in like a couple years, um, probably because I guess and maybe he's on. I'm assuming he just took a break, or maybe he's on. Maybe Dylan it was more than me. Maybe he's on like suspension from like the PEDs, but. I know he's been working out. Uh, yeah, as far as I remember, the last few years for John Jones have been a little bit murky in terms of you know off <laughs> out of side of the ring and all that I stuff like you, but i feel like giving like i feel like you're like waiting looking for a word to say like murky, i'll sure it's probably a better word but that's the best i can come up with right now um but i mean yeah, I for do, like how how many years of experience do you have in the washington ufc like because because I, I was going to ask you like do you think that um because now the question is you know he was at light heavyweight the ranking before heavyweight mm-hmm. or a level before heavyweight. Do you think that John Jones is the best like pound for pound, pound for pound fighter in the UFC? 
because there's some fights uh, where he fought um mm-hmm. Alexander uh uh what was his, what was his name uh Gustav um Dylan how he knows Gustavan yeah I mean my UFC knowledge like I I watch a lot of the fights I'm not necessarily I wouldn't say I was necessarily a diehard but I do know John Jones from before he was one of the guys that I liked watching in terms of fighting you know he was i don't know i guess because you know his brother being i think he's like a couple of brothers in the in the nfl and i believe chandler jones is one of them oh really you see with the patriots i I believe they're related some i think they're brothers but they you know when he played with the patriots i I think i heard about that with john jones and that got me watching him Mm -hmm. but yeah like i'm a fan of ufc I just wouldn't say that I know like Dylan, like Dylan is like deep into you. Yeah. I'm not that level, but I definitely know kind of what's going on for sure. So I mean, I'm, I, I'm excited to see John Jones after all. Yeah. Cause the, yeah, the reason why I ask if he's a power pound, cause I know that they had those few, few bouts with uh, uh, DC, Daniel Cormier, the, yeah. the one where he won it. And then the second one where he, um, they're going to fight. And then he got pulled off the car for, you know, having uh PED. So, they're saying that those two wins weren't really, really validated. But when it comes to come to terms of like pound for pound fighter, I mean, do you think that you know he is a best pound for pound fighter? If and plus this this will be a big, big question if he does win this belt tonight because he moved up to heavyweight, he got a title at light heavyweight. Yeah, I mean. That's, that's, that's pretty I mean, impressive. and I mean, and I've been following his career, his Instagram. And he's as far as what I've seen, he's been looking clean, working out in the gym. Um, his mind is straight, working with the right, he has the right team around him. Um, I know he has um, Holly Holmes in this corner, uh, another great woman mm-hmm. in the uh, sport of UFC. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, I believe that he's the best pound for pound fighter and now if people doubt this maybe tonight after tonight whatever happens maybe now if he does does or doesn't win then now people will question oh is he the best pound for pound fighter but if he does win without with being out um for this long and moving up to heavyweight because heavyweight moving up to heavyweight is not an easy feat to do like mm-hmm. you, you have guys like um um uh, like Der- uh Derek Lewis you have Guys like uh, Gaines, you have fights like well. The reason why the belt is vacant is because uh, Francis Naganu had to vacate mm-hmm. the belt because he was at, he got out of the league and he doesn't his contract or whatever um, didn't meet I guess Dana White standards and other issues. Um, you have um, Blakovich, uh, so it's not it's not a it's not an easy cl- class to fight in. I mean. Obviously, you know, John Jones can do do it with the best of them. Um, Gaines, now, the the key to, I think, John Jones' victory tonight is um, takedowns. If he can, you know, I feel like John Jones, yeah, he, he can knock Gaines out, but I think his best bet is to, like, get Gaines on the ground because Gaines', Gaines is, uh, takedown defense is trash, is terrible. Um, so... I mean, I think in his last fight, John Jones took down, um, I think it was Francis, like five times um, in that fight. So that's his advantage. Now, with Gaines, in order for him to win, I think it'll be his 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 reach. 
I think uh, Gaines is much, you know, beefier, kind of taller guy. He reminds me of like a um, uh, who's that boxer in um, uh, not Tyson, um, the dude from uh, from Britain, the black boxer. Um, Lennox Lewis. No, no, no. Nope, not him. No, oh, um, okay. That was the first time. I was, uh... <laughs> no, no, no. It's uh, he he fought. Uh, no, Anthony Joshua. Uh, he reminds me oh, of okay. him. Yeah. Um, kind of like that body type, uh, big body oh, dude. I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. Uh, with the reach. Um, so in order for you know to for Gaines to win, he has to use his reach against Jones. But it's gonna be a good fight. Um, but now the question has to come into factor. Like if John Jones does get the belt in this division. Is he the best pound-for-pound UFC fighter in the world? I mean, that's an interesting, interesting question to ask. Uh, I will say with your breakdown that, because like I said, I don't know much about games, but I do know in terms of fighting a guy that has a reach advantage. That means you know you want to keep them at a distance. So you got to work jabs and all that, and leg kicks to keep them away. Which also makes sense why you said John Jones would have to get into the ground because that right. means you're closing up that space. The reach is no longer an advantage. And plus, and plus, uh, depending on how many so moves I, you do, get all that. And plus, now, the moves you do on the ground can tire out too on the ground. Like exactly, if John exactly. Jones can keep on the ground, uh, yeah. move the side control to top mount to you know uh, to full mount to all mm-hmm. that. John Jones can like kind of wrap him up like a snake. Not not bring them up. Um, yeah. Now let me go. To, yeah, I mean that, that will be a question too for Jones with his first fight back, conditioning wise, because it's one thing to do it in the gym, but actually fighting against somebody, you have to see if the fight goes into the later rounds. Does he look a little slower, or if he is in really great shape and he has a prefer, uh, impressive performance, then I think maybe what you asked. People may start thinking about him. I mean, for me, the fighters I liked were Jones. I was big Anderson Silva guy. Oh, yeah, but, um, but well, we all know what happened with his leg, man. That's scary. I, I watched that, that one. Was that was one of the worst injuries I'd ever see. See, that's the thing. That's the thing like about like buying buying pay-per-views, man. I don't mind buying the fights for like, you know, the Usmans or like the mm-hmm. Mafidals or like the Israeli Adesanya's and other world. Um but I mean, UFC is not. I mean, obviously, you can break something in boxing, regular just boxing, because you're not kicking or you're not, you know, putting people with submission. Um, but as terms of buying a pay per view UFC fight, it's tricky because you don't, you never know what's going to happen. Like a leg is snapped by like Conor McGregor, like what happened to him. Like, um, obviously, there has been some good cards out there that mm-hmm. is are worth buying, but, um, it's like you never know with these UFC fights, man. Something can freak can happen. Something just freak, freaky could happen. Uh, like like Chris Weedman uh, mm-hmm. a couple of year, years ago with his leg, yeah. uh, Connor's leg a couple of years ago against uh, Justin Poirier. Um, so it's like you never know, man. Uh, but I mean, this card is is I think it's worth buying because um, I'm a big and Jones that, fan. That's that's the big thing there. It's whether it's worth paying for it if something happens in the main event. You can kind of be okay with it. Imagine back in the day, people used to buy Mike Tyson pay per views to see him fight a guy that didn't deserve to be in the ring with him, and right. he would knock him out in a few seconds. That I would be upset about. These UFC cards, I mean, at least the good ones, it seems like it's 
fight after fight after fight, then the main event is at least the matchup you wanted to see. Whether it ends early or not, at least you wanted to see it. Most people who bought Mike Tyson stuff was to see him and see what he would do to these opponents that they had never heard of. Right. That that I couldn't see paying the kind of money for. And at least with UFC, you have like ESPN Plus where you get the whole undercard basically up until the main event. Like, So, I mean, that could be a way around it, but I mean, it, it's it's definitely something that you have to weigh paying so for. So your point is like you wouldn't want to pay – a pay-per-view, say like um, by, uh, like um, John Jones versus a nobody. Like you rather right, you that, know, but if you're, if you're doing like a, on the main event, and it's hard to get people excited if it's it's like, like a nobody John Jones that, you know. versus you know some random guy off the street. Where you but now if it's like, like John Jones versus match. like DC Trilogy, you would buy that because you know it's like. Yeah, people be willing for that because they'd be like, "Okay, I want to see what happens here." Right, that's, right. That's that's the whole market. Because I mean, they of, of these they do have some beef, man. Because like, uh, DC has kind of kind of gave him his flowers, but he still has that that saucy, you know, uh, taste in his mouth of how he, you know, got stripped of the belt. Because you know, so many times he's had uh, John Jones had been to the weigh-in, and um, before the fight happens, he gets caught with a drug or something in his body. Um, but I mean, I think this fight he's clear minded. Um, he's ready, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that's how I've seen on the social media, so it's like, um, but actually, I do have the stats for you, like, as far as like weight and reach. So they actually are both 6'4 uh, okay. in height. Um, they're uh, actually John John Jones measured in at 248 pounds. Mm-hmm. And gains, serial gains, uh, winning at 247. So uh, John's is a pound heavier. Yeah. Uh, they Their stance is, 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 is the same in orthodox. Um, now, signature strikes, um, I don't know what LPM means. It, uh, so John Jones is 4.30, um, and then gains is like 5.11. Um, his, his reach actually. John Jones reaches is, is, is bet more than him. Uh, John Jones has an 84 and a half reach compared to uh, Gaines' 81 inch reach. So John Jones is a big body. He's he, he's long, man. So uh, I wouldn't. I'm, I'm not surprised in that. But I thought he was. I thought. What? Well, well, maybe when I heard the analysts talk about it on other platforms, I maybe they thought that Gaines either used an 81 inch reach. To like you know to his advantage, but mm-hmm. obviously John Jones has a reach. Um, I didn't I didn't know that. Um, total total take out. Oh, see now this is where I'm right. Um, well, take take down average. I mean John Jones is one. He added one point eighty five take down uh, per per fight compared to Gaines is okay. zero point sixty two. But his 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 takedown accuracy is the most important, mm-hmm. and uh, John Jones' accuracy for takedowns is forty four point twenty one percent compared to takedown accuracy for gains is twenty one point forty three percent. So I mean, John Jones destroys uh, gains in the takedown accuracy department. So um, as far as submission, you know their their backgrounds. It sounds like Jones is probably a wrestling type background where gains. He's a striker slash wrestler, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. more of a boxer, yeah. Um, his submission average uh, is John Jones is zero point forty four, 
um, and his and his submission for gains is fifty point zero point fifty two. So I mean, small margin of submission for gains in that department. But I mean, this is, looks like to be a good fight. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. as far as um, it's for a belt. Um, it's for um, you know his legacy, John Jones. But I think he's asked out his legacy already. Um, yeah. People already say he's one of the greats in the. I mean, other than Conor McGregor, he's up there with like one of the greats of, G, of the UFC. So I'm excited to see this fight. Um, I mean, they're both, they both they fight the same way. Um, I mean, they basically the same height. See, now I don't get that. Like when, when they're the same height. But they had the different reach. That makes John, sense. John Jones is an 84 and a half reach, and he's 81. So it's like, but just the same height. Yeah, that that's, I mean, when you see most people, most people have slightly different body types. So Jones just has really long arms, whereas Gaines, you know, his arms might be a little shorter, but maybe he's like composition wise, his body is probably just a little bit different, which, so, I mean, I'm not surprised that their reaches aren't exactly the same, even though their heights are the same. That's just how human body. I'm works. surprised they're, they're both six, four. I thought John was a little, a little taller than that. But. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah but the, the card is tonight. So if y'all have time to later tonight to watch it, I would definitely recommend it. Um, you know, buy it or, you know, like Kyle said, do, uh, Watch it on ESPN. Um, so yeah, I just want to get into the. Wow. Okay. So um, I do want to talk about MLB, um, but I mean, I want to get this like John Morant story going, man. Uh, this is the most important. Actually, um, there's news that uh, the Memphis Grizzlies suspended. Uh, him for at least two games. I say they said this is brand new information. Well, well, within, um, well within their right, yeah. Um, so, all right. So, people who don't know the situation, um, John Morant is in Memphis. He plays for Memphis Grizzlies in the NBA. He's a star playing guard. Um, you know, drafted I think number two behind, or either number two or three behind Zion. In that draft, I think he was number two. He was a high pick. I high, he was a high pick. Um, yeah, yeah. And this came out in the news that like a couple weeks ago, or well, it happened last year, but the case has been brought back up where it was apparently it was a pickup game. Um, and apparently from John, uh, John Ron's side, that the kid, seventeen-year-old kid, threw a ball directly at John's head. John got pissed. <laughs> walked, walked back, walked back into the house, grabbed the gun, and threatened to, you know, pop it on the on the young on the young guy. Um, the the teenager claimed that John Morant was just heated. Um, uh, and it was just last night that John Morant, with his stupidity, um, well, they said it was a handgun pistol, but it was like a lighter for like a cigarette. Um, but it, it was an, it was definitely a but anyways I'm pretty right. sure that the NBA has clauses in their contract that you can't have any sort of you know gun or gun related things in your 
like you know there has to be something in that content where you can't there's a common sense clause to life well yeah that too that too but <laughs> um like listen man john marant you know what kyle you know what man for the sake of this show man i'm gonna let you have it first man because i know you i know your takes are funny when it comes to this, but they're obviously serious too. But I want to hear what you no, have to say first. Uh, okay, Go ahead, so man. For me, the, this, the floor is yours. Whole, man. This whole Memphis situation, <laughs> it is one of the reasons why I have developed a hatred for the team. It's, it was, it, I mean, it started with the whole interview with Morant, like, what was it with Malika Andrews? And she's like, what do you think about the West? Oh, we're good in the West. We're only worried about the Celtics. That usually, like, I I mean, when he first said it, I appreciated the confidence. I get that. But they haven't won anything. So to come into this season with that point of view didn't make sense to me. Then it's been progressively. This Dylan Brooks dude, I can't stand him. I, I just can't. He swears he's like Ron Artest or something. He... I just don't know what's because like the other night he's going to the game, he's got his hair braided up, shirt open, walking in. And I'm just like, who is this dude? Like, what are we doing here? And it's coming across like a team full of guys that are just seeking attention and are just finding ways to to stay in the limelight. Then you throw on this Morant thing. What? business do you have getting so upset at a 17 year old kid you're a grown man making millions oh man so he threw the ball at your head okay we've all been there in pickup games where you know something might happen a dude might say something or whatever i'm not gonna run in my house to get something that whether it's real gun replica or whatever to go threaten a 17 year old so you're that gangster that you're threatening high school kids and you'll see him on the court you know after games he's with his daughter you know kind of like jason tatum with deuce you know they, they're really involved with their kids on the court and, and they should be for, mm-hmm. right and yeah, yeah. You know, some fans are like oh keep the kid off like please if that's what they want to do as like dads i have no problem with that you know, he'll sign stuff for, like the other night I saw a TikTok, he signed some for a kid in a wheelchair, gave it to his daughter to go give to him. The kid was like, that was the best moment of his life. And then John Morant dapped him up, you know, and then that was it. That John Morant, fine. That's that's an image the league can handle. But then you turn around with that and you get a story like this off the court. And it's like, is he trying to figure out what he wants does he want to be a good guy i guess to steal a wrestling term is he trying to be a heel with the threat of the 17 year old or or is he a face because we see him and his daughter doing this stuff on the court that that's the part that's frustrating to me and also when you're dealing with these guys off the court you don't know what connection this 17 year old could have he may have some people in his in his circle like, like just don't care. Like cousins. Yeah, they may not care. They're willing to do do some jail time to send John Moran a message. Is that 
the situation you want to put your daughter in? Is that the situation you want to put your career on the line for, for this 17-year-old kid in the pickup game? Like, athletes just need to be smart. The amount of times I read that I'll read a story of a player getting in trouble and it'll just be like, common sense should have stepped in at some point. And, you know, you also have the issue with Adam Silver where a lot of fans who don't like the direction the league's going in, they think the players are walking over Adam Silver because Adam Silver is seen as like a player's commissioner. He's willing to, you know, kind of make changes to benefit the player. But now something like this could be seen as players possibly just stabbing him in the back because he's given them so much leeway. But then if you were to crack down on the players, you'll get a section of fans who will be like, oh, they're just keeping down, you know, black athletes. Because we know there's some writers out there who like to push the race angle to get views and all. for investigation purposes you know not have something like the alabama kid which was another story that made no sense that he's involved in a situation he's playing but the pregame celebrations like him getting patted down by a teammate saw that what what goes through these players heads and with the alabama thing you as a coach you couldn't let that happen Sorry, I get it. You're probably playing for tournament seeding and all that, but it's just a bad look from the outside looking in. I'm interested to see what happens with this Moran thing, you know, whether it's his dad or somebody on the team. That's another issue, too. If you look at Memphis, it's a lot of young guys running around. They probably need veteran presence on that team because look at the Celtics. Celtics have a lot of young players. They have Al Horford. Everybody on that team looks up to Al Horford. You wouldn't see Al Horford doing something like this. Even Blake Griffin. The players love Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin barely plays, and he still contributes on the bench, telling players, like, look out for this and all that kind of stuff. Memphis, who are the leaders on that team? Morant? Maybe Steve Adams, maybe, if he's there. He's the only one that I would think that is level-headed. Right, but Stephen Adams, I don't know if guys like Morant, Dylan Brooks would listen to Stephen Adams like that. You know, Jaron, you know, Jaron Jackson, I, we haven't heard him really doing much, but he's another young guy. They need a, I don't know, P.J. Tucker type. That's just a random name, but Al Horford type. I think they used to have Danny Green, but not anymore. Maybe Danny Green was that guy. It's just a cautionary tale for the rest of the NBA. You may want to play this tank rebuild with a bunch of young players, but you need veteran presence to keep situations plus like there's... this from happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, speak. I mean, like before I go do my rant, this little fun little thing. Like I was, like you're probably gonna hate me for this call, but like when I add you as a friend on Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so actually, it's funny because like I think the last couple of episodes, like. Someone in the comments like, yo, is that a Zion Williamson on your show? And yo, when I went you to your think Facebook, I look like Zion Williamson? Yeah, when, on my TikTok, one of the one of the TikToks I had. Um, okay. And when I went to your Facebook, man, 
I'm like, bro, that's that's Zion, bro. That is Zion Williamson, bro. You don't think that Zion? I I had never heard that, bro. I need to see that shit. I'll take it. Zion, bro. Young Zion, man. I, mean, I play about as much as, as many games as he does. So <laughs> No, nah, but it was funny because, like, we were talking about uh, Zion and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried to bring out to, like, up to you in the comments. Um, they were like, yo, it's Zion. What's on your – how do you get that – how do you get him on your show? I'm like, what do you mean? That's not Zion, but uh, – <laughs> But I, – I mean, Ty's laughing in the chat. Appreciate it, Ty. <laughs> I mean, Ty's probably like, yo, that's yo, that is Zion, right, Ty? Weird thing is, when I was a little bit younger, people thought I looked like Ladanian Tomlinson. Never saw that, but I never saw that, but now I see Zion, Zion yo. Is new. like a young okay. Zion, man. So I'll I, take sure. it. I'll take it. That's that's cool. <laughs> Just a little fun side note, yeah. but um, yeah, so. No, you hit the uh, the nail on the coffin with this conversation, man. Um, I, I'm just like I like John Morant as a player. He's electrifying. He's around as like a young Russell Westbrook. Um, that's cool. All the comments are kind of come up in the chat. It's kind of cool, uh, man. Now that you say it, I see it. Maybe you can be his. <laughs> hey, um, oh, I didn't even pull up the the last picture of you, man. As you in the Nuggets jersey. Now that's like a profile. Picture, bro. Zion Williamson, bro. <laughs> hey, New Orleans. Yeah, yo, yo, you're gonna hate me for that, bro. Cause I just went to the archives on your Facebook, man. Okay, <laughs> it's all good. I could, I could fly down to New Orleans, play a couple of games. <laughs> be, like, you'd be like, yo, uh, Willie Green, let me get in the game for you, man. <laughs> I, I mean, you're like, what? You're like six... play a few minutes, get injured. I could do that. It's all, good. <laughs> all good, man. But like, no. Let me let's let, let's get serious, because like you know, this this like situation is very is like irking because the fact yeah. that I mean me, I mean me being a black man, you now we have to we are perceived in a limelight on a different you know level. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. he, like you said, he has a daughter. I'm pretty sure he wants to start a family, um, and. Even for his future kids, or just for the, the next line of kids in general, for the next generation, you don't want, especially if a kid who looks up to you, you don't want to see your star player posting up with a gun. Um, yeah. Like, my my issue with this whole thing is the report came out that you had a gun, or you went into your house to get a gun, had it on your hip. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it was a blunt light roller or or blunt like um uh um ah, I smoke so I should know this a, a, a blunt um <laughs> cig- lighter lighter mm-hmm. um I don't care if it's a lighter I don't care what it is if it it it, it sounds like a gun mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Um, with you hearing those reports, your name in the report saying that you got a gun, had it on your hip. Why the hell would you post a story of the of you posting it up on your store on your lot, knowing that first the cops may be on your butt. Yep. Now you're giving more meat and more information as to why you you maybe had the gun in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, 
we we're both in the group chat. We've been talking about this heavily in the group chat, and like, yeah, he has kids. Um, the question is, who is in his circle? Because now we had the whole um I mean, see now last year Memphis was like the like the most swag team, you know. Uh last year, you know, did mm-hmm. the, the, the dances. That was cool and all. But now they're like they're like the hood of the NBA. They want to act hood, like you know, Dylan Brooks. Just like a goddamn cowboy on a ranch with a black white beater on some jeans, man. Like, come on, bro. Like, you trying to like you're kicking down down Mitchell in the balls, and then when you then you piss your pants when Mitchell gets into your face. I'm like, bro, mm-hmm. like, come on, dude. Like, I, I get it. It's a straight ball. Go ahead. Do your thing. But these players are making millions and millions and millions and millions and millions. And people that are in your inside circle that are not in the NBA, or that are not in the NBA, are, that, are, are that having. That's a big issue. That's a big issue with athletes, though. Some, well, actually, celebrities, you know, a lot of these people have inner circles of just people who are yes men, you know, they, they want to be a part of the circle because the money trickles down to them. You know, I remember, I can't remember who said it, but somebody was always like, you know, never be like the most successful or the smartest person in your circle because you need one, something to strive for. Plus you need somebody with some wisdom. So if Morant is surrounded by people who are just like him, they probably think this is cool what he's doing. Yeah, show him that you that you you, you know you're not a punk. You're tough. Number one, like Ty said, that will get you killed. Cause 2023, everybody and their mama got a gun. He could have walked out. That 17 year old could have had one on him too, and he could have shot him right there. Then what would we, what would we be saying now? We'd be like, Yeah, I don't Man, see. I don't think he pulled what's, it what's out. What's his daughter gonna do? See, I don't think he pulled the gun out, but he had it on his head. It was noticeable on his head. That's why I read the report. But he didn't, I don't think he pulled to it out. Some but people, I'm pretty sure he had extensions That's all too. they need, though. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. But now so, people are saying, so okay. People, if I saw somebody walk to me with a gun on their hip, I'd mm-hmm. be like, clearly oh, yeah, you, you want... want to use it. So right. why would I exactly. wait? Exactly. And but It's just stupid all around. I don't now care. I see people in the comments, like on Twitter, and like, oh, so um, what? Like, what if the gun's legal? Uh, so what? It's, it's illegal to show on Instagram in public. You can't just be waving a gun like that. Oh, yeah. What's good, Kyle? What's good, brother? What's good? Woo-hoo. Like, you can't be doing that, man. Especially when there's FBI and cops watching you. Like, we all saw what happened with, like, rest in peace to a PNB Rock. All these rappers who have put in the locations everywhere. You know, Pop Smoke. Rest in peace, man. Um... All these rappers, they're not NBA rappers, but that's what the street—that's what—that's what the street life gets you. And then I get it. If John Morant wants to put NBA aside, you know, I, mean, I saw the best comment on Twitter. Um, a guy, a guy said that, oh, he wants to get out of the gated community. <laughs> like that's really what it is. It's like he's living a lavish life, getting millions, playing ball for what he dreamed of doing, and then now he's messing with. Things that he shouldn't be a part of, like come on, like right. now yeah. the question is, 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 I mean, I know this is a sports show, but now it comes a time where it's like the parenting, the circle, the the circle. Who I know, Team Iran. I mean, we can't really speak on that situation because we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Maybe 
he's talking to him, Don Morant, when he gets the chance to, when he's had his off days. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. But if if I'm if I'm the father of Don Morant and I see him posting a a what looks like to be a gun, I don't care if it's a freaking lighter or not. It's a gun, and you know your child's a part of a active investigation. I wouldn't I wouldn't be happy as a father knowing that John Morant did that. Um, but now, like uh, Brett posted in the group chat, um, to the Mr. Grizzlies had they they said and quote they said at least two games so that could mean two games that can mean more um mm-hmm. so it, it's it just be it, a Kyrie S situation remember Kyrie was at least a certain amount you know they had their rules and conditions before he came back I wouldn't be surprised if Memphis made it some conditional agreement with job ja before he came back whether it's some community work which I mean, if that's all this, like, if that's what he wanted to do, you know, get out of the gated community. Yeah, Ty's right. He didn't city. pull it out, but he flashed it, and that's enough to get you killed. Yeah, you're definitely. See, I don't know. I don't see me. I will never be a part of that life. Um, I don't yeah. know. I can't. I can't speak on that. But as far as you know, what I've heard, and you know, it's that's true. Um, I had a teacher who was from Memphis, and he said Memphis is not the easiest city. Once you get to a certain side of it, I don't want to see Jaws' career cut short because he can't leave the street stuff. No, Todd, like you yes. are speaking facts, brother. You are speaking facts. Like that's my point. Um, like, come on, man. You have everything in front of you, man. You have a, a beautiful daughter, a beautiful. I don't know who his, his wife is. Probably has a, has a beautiful wife, beautiful family, a good. I don't know, uh, Team Ron personally, but I'm pretty sure he he has a cool, cool, loving dad. I mean, why mess it up in a heartbeat, man? As as far as it could be death, and I, I and I never wish death on nobody. But I'm saying, like 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 Ty said, pulling out a gun on your hip. What if it was a a grown ass man he pulled the gun out on? Oh, that's over, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if Memphis is open carry or not. Um, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty it's sure. In the it South, gets, I I'm pretty make sure a it is. Pretty good guess about that. I got family South, that lives in Memphis. Ty got some input, man. I got family that lives in Memphis. It's rough. I mean, yeah, I had a I teacher mean, from Memphis. Said the same exact thing. It is rough. No, I mean, I mean, it's it's I mean, I I ain't gonna lie, it's rough everywhere you go. I mean, it's rough in where I'm at in Jersey. It's rough, I'm pretty sure in Atlanta. I'm rough is pretty sure everywhere you go, but I've no, there's I've heard Memphis is like another level. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's parts of Memphis that are they're nice to go to. There's some certain certain areas you don't want to be around. That's New York City. That's wherever we go. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as just, I don't know, job man. I mean, if you're hearing this, man. If not, I don't care. But I mean, I, man, I like you, man, as a player, bro. And like, just like Ty said, we don't want to see your career cut short because it's some stupid decision because. When the shit hits the fan, shit hits the fan, you know, and that, and that will bite you in the butt, you know, and and consequences, and your actions lead to consequences. So, hopefully, this two game suspension at least will. I'm assuming they're going to investigate more into it. Um, yeah, because now the league. Well, we already know the league's looking into it. So, I just don't get it because it turn to, the two games could turn to silver stepping in and be like. No, no, we need 10 to 15 that you guys stay away. I just because don't get it, man. Memphis is what this could like, be even deeper than what we know. 
Yeah, I mean, who? I mean, I think he came from Mur- Murray, State? Murray State. Murray State. That's yeah. in Kansas. So I don't know how that is. Maybe Dylan knows because he lived in Kansas for a little bit. Um, but um, as far as I mean, I don't get it because like the Memphis, there they don't want it. They're at a point in the standards where. I mean, we talk about the Lakers moving up in the rankings, right? Memphis is like what fifth, fourth, sixth in the in the West. They can't really afford any any, any distractions. They have a they have a bright future if they oh they do just reel it in. But it, this it season, makes, like they can't. It makes Jenkins' job even harder though, right? Because he has to deal with these guys. What did Ty? Say? I was about to say what Ty said. I don't think Murray State's in. Oh, it is in Kansas. I thought Murray State's in, in Tennessee for some reason. Yeah, it's in Kansas. Um. But it's not going to no, be no, easy no. for nothing. Kansas, yeah, yeah, it's in Kansas. I just looked it up. It's not easy for Taylor Jenkins to sit here. I mean, one, I mean, not to throw race out there or anything, but he's a white guy. So for him to try to relate on Morant, Brooks, and all these guys' level, it's a little different. That's like the coach in Alabama. He's a white. He's a white guy. I mean, it's the same thing in the on the college level. You know what I'm saying? How uh, yeah. he like. He can't really t- speak in that situation because he's not. I mean, let's be real. He's not black. You know, what I'm saying he's a white coach, and I mean, that's not his. Well, I mean, fault. Not, not even saying you know like saying? that because I mean, oh there, no, no, there, no, there are white people who who know hood life. I get it, but it's just like yeah. for him trying to coach the team. He assumes when these guys come into the arena, their mind is on that game. Now he has to wonder when Morant leaves, is he going straight home? Is he gonna go out and do something stupid that I may have to read about or see on the late night news? Is Dylan Brooks gonna go, you know, do something as well? It's like this is the kind of thing that could really tear apart what they've been building in Memphis. If John Morant becomes a guy who gets a label as tough to deal with, or yet the babysit him, that can follow him for his career, and it would really affect. Uh-huh. How teams give I didn't know you. I think I think I think I think lived in Kansas. Well, I guess Kansas City is Kansas. I guess yeah. Kansas City. Yeah. My bad. I, I mean, cut you Kansas off. City, Missouri, bit. but yeah. No, you're good. It's just like I I don't know. It it, it doesn't make any sense. Like yeah, and, and the thing that doesn't make sense to me is because like they are in like the prime position, like make the playoffs, and I'm I'm pretty sure they still will. Um, mm-hmm. they probably will, but they can't really afford any distraction. And this is the big distraction because, like, John Morant, that's their point guard. Their, their offense is centered around basically him and his play style. And, and if mm-hmm. I mean, it's being reported he's out at least two games. And why didn't they say he's out for two games, not at least two games? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, you he, got, he, you like you said, it could be out if there's an investigation involved. And this is an yeah. easy way for the fans to turn and, against. And them. he's not just investigating. They're not just investigating that. They're, they're investigating the other story, probably too, like of him actually pulling mm-hmm. the actual gun on the teenagers. So it's like, what the hell is going on, Jaw? Like, what is going on, brother? I mean, I didn't see the live. I was probably I, sleeping, I but yeah. I mean, I don't know. And plus, you don't. Plus, and plus, you you, you have a point where it's like. You need to have a team that kind of has both young stars and veterans. Because, like, say, okay, or say I'm John Morant, right? For example, you're, I don't know, Dylan Brooks. We're at a club, right? I don't know why they read a club in the middle of the season, but it's for example, I'm on live with this you know team. I saying? wouldn't doubt it. 
That's true. But what I'm saying, like, you, I don't know why you would be at a club, but yeah, this is a team that would be. Um, I'm like, I'm at the club posting up, you know what I'm saying? I got my boy Kyle Edwards, Dylan Brooks in the building. Like, yo, he's not, yo, Dylan Brooks, he's young. Like, if he's gonna say, yo, yo, talk to live, talk to live, he's gonna keep, he, he's gonna be like, keep going, keep going to live. Like, they don't have that better to say, like, stop, stop the live. What are you doing, bro? You, you're just in a, like, your name, we're just in a freaking case, like, about pulling a gun on a teenager. Why are you doing this live? Like, you don't have that leadership in a locker room or, off the court to tell a job what to do, like you know what I'm saying. So that's a problem. Um now they say, yeah, you know, like like we see with the Thunder, they're doing like the little, you know, the young experiment with younger players. I like it. Um, but as far as like leadership and accountability, it's like that Memphis team is like you said, I don't know Dylan Brooks, there's I mean he's acting all hood himself on the court. John Morant, you have Jaron Jackson, you have I don't know, Bain. I mean kind of like Kind of the, I guess the, the more level-headed one. I guess he would say. I don't even know how he yeah, is. Yeah, Bain, Bain and Jackson seem like they're more level-headed than Morant and Brooks. And that's not to say no. I know I did say like have a veteran presence, but there are some young players that you look around and you see like they are natural, like like leaders, like SGA on the Thunder. Like you know, what I'm saying he's SG, yeah, SGA, Jalen Brown, who. I think a lot of people realize that when the social justice stuff happened and Jalen Brown became one of the bigger oh, voices yeah, he... and everybody's like, that's a dude I would, you know, follow. You know, Tatum, who had a kid at Duke, a lot of people in that situation would run from that. He met it head on, you know, learned the story about his mom and the sacrifices she made. And now you look at him, him and Deuce are tight as ever everywhere tatum goes you see deuce with him you can appreciate that that's what i kind of thought morant was because he saw a lot of stuff with him and his daughter i've never heard tatum doing this kind of stuff off the court never heard sga even oh, established guys. you wouldn't hear lillard doing this lebron doing this like like come on jog you want to be a star in the league look at curry would you see Curry doing anything like this? No. So why I mean, it's a rough... does he think this is going to work for him? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a rough day for Memphis. I mean, Memphis Grizzlies forward Brandon Clark has suffered a season-ending left Achilles tear. So this is going. They're just going down the line, man. Downward spiral, man. Yeah. yeah. Um. Any more information? This could be a moment that we look back on if Memphis, like, let's say three years from now, Memphis is completely blowing it up. We could probably look at this and say John Morant may have torn this locker room apart. Not saying that's what's going to happen, but you know, this is a season where a lot of people looked at Memphis coming in as a legit title contender. This is a distraction that could carry on, especially depending on how many games Jaw is away from the team. You know, do they start sliding down the standings? Let's say Phoenix passes them, the Clippers pass them. Now you're looking at four five, possibly six seed. You know, guys in that locker room might be looking around, pointing fingers at each other like, man, we're supposed to be top two, three seed in the West. Look where we are right now. If they have an early exit in the playoffs, that could be something that carries over. So I think with like this, this, like this, this going to be a situation to really start looking at. Like this, dude in, like this dude in, on Twitter, man. Like some random dude on Twitter under the ESPN like story. He's like, um, this 
this is doing the most. Nothing illegal about owning up, posting a firearm, which is right. There's nothing Those wrong with it. Are the fans I cannot stand. But then it, it's not like no doing the most. It's it's but, about image. Right. The it's not, it really is about image. To carry. Memphis has the Grizzlies have an image they want to portray. This isn't it. So you have to take care of it right now. If you let it keep going, it will just end up getting worse and worse. So I have no problem with if you think the Memphis Grizzlies are overreacting. I have no problem with it here. If Adam Silver wants to come in and do more on top of that, I have no problem either. And the only person Morant could, you know, really point the finger at in this is himself. He brought all this on himself. That's it. That's it. And, and the dude's like, no, no, but there is something illegal about getting on the plane with because I think they they played in Colorado. They played in Denver last night. Um, nope, but there is a something illegal about getting on the plane with a gun flying to Colorado and then pulling it out at a club. I do, doubt he has the right to bring a pistol on a team plane. TSA is going to be pissed. Uh, he said, you can bring firearms and luggage on planes. This, this is the guy that said, uh, you're doing too much. Um, then another guy said, he's he's under investigation already about misusing a gun, and then flossing one in a strip club. I would be pissed if I was paying him millions. Laughing my ass off. Yep. Y'all have never been to Memphis before if you had a problem with him carrying a firearm in that city. He's literally in Colorado last night playing, then supposed to be flying to L.A. Either he didn't go there, snuck in on a plane, or just hangs out with the wrong group of people uh, wherever he goes. So this, this dude was like, if I flash a gun at Starbucks as an employee, there, I'm fired. He got off lucky. I'm like, bro, like, this dude is telling these dudes, like, yo, this dude is like, okay, I get it. If you're a normal, if you're a normal, like, non-NBA player, okay, yes. Whatever happens in Memphis, you have to, you know, have a gun. I think it's open care, like I said, down south. But you're in the NBA, man. There's clauses to your contract. There is certain things you shouldn't. I'm pretty sure yeah, you can't carry a loaded gun or any. If he, if he had a gun or whatever, I don't think he. I don't think he. What he was flashing was an actual gun. It was like, a, like I said, a, like a lighter because it seemed kind of smaller in size to a regular mm-hmm. pistol. So it might have been a lighter, but still, like you can't have those things on the t- on the team playing out. I'm pretty sure, from my understanding. Um, so it's like, so what there if be uh, no reason to, like you need that on the team? Plan, I mean, you got beef you have y'all have like trainer? teams and y'all y'all have like team security. I don't know what y'all need else. Like I don't, I don't know, man. So, um, it's just these players. The owner, I'm looking at this and I'm just shaking my head, like. Did we make a mistake drafting him number one and then building our future around him? We're going to look stupid if in two years he's behind bars or something. And we're just here like, well, we'll figure it out. Because usually with athletes, once one story like this pops up, usually we start getting a pattern of these. Now, maybe Morant's different and this is a one and done thing, which I hope it is. But look at other athletes through history. Antonio Brown, once he started becoming a distraction, what happened? Yeah, he continued becoming a distraction. Well, that that yeah. might have been. I don't know. Maybe that, that was due to the due to. Well, the I mean, hit, yeah, there was there was outside but... there's outside factors to to Antonio Brown, but it was still something that kept following him around. You know, To guys who were all who were known as distractions on teams usually followed them. It. John Morant might end up being the next 
player in that category. And for such a young and talented guy that, you know, a lot of fans really like, he was going to be a part, he'd be a part of the future NBA once, you know, LeBron, the older guys move out, the NBA would be turned over to guys like Morant. Silver doesn't want to have him. Yeah. Yeah. So with him being sad story all around. Yeah. So with him being out, like, for the next two games, that means he's going to be out against the Warriors. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, actually, we play the Warriors on Sunday, so he'll be. I'm assuming he'll be out for the Lakers game. Um, that on Tuesday, um, if if I'm not mistaken, I know they're number two in the West, right? About like six games back from Denver. I mean, with I mean, mm-hmm. it's hard to say because it says at least two games, but if he it just continues and they're going to investigate and maybe decide to add more days on. They can potentially, I mean, the Kings are right behind them I'm at sure 37 the and through. They probably want to see one. Will he stop posting on social media, which he'd have to be dumb to really post anything now, but that's probably what they're looking to see is number one. If he continues to have a presence on social media, it'll probably extend out. You know, if we're going to keep seeing him, nightclubs and stuff during the during nights that's going to be something they probably want to see can for a couple of days can you just stay out of the limelight i don't want to, they don't want to hear any more stories about you attacking some kid or shirtless in a club just be normal chill with your daughter for a few days have a good time and we'll see you back in a few games can you handle that I don't try think that. Can, try that out I for size. <laughs> I mean, but like, like, I guess my point is like they can actually like not fall dramatically, but I mean the Kings are right behind them with thirty-seven. They're thirty-seven and twenty-five. Um, the Shout Memphis are tw- Kings. Right, I did right. not think they were going to be around this long. Me neither. They me neither. Me wrong every day. But uh, I mean, this whole situation um, is it, it's it's a big distraction. Um, to that team and where they're at now. And plus, like, if, uh, you know, we're talking about the Lakers, you know, getting up in the rankings. I mean, they play the Warriors Sunday and they play Memphis. And, and according to John Morant, could about, be out. You talk about the Lakers moving up. I do. I mean, I do. Cause, I mean, it's true. I mean, what, we're one plus game behind 10 spot. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm looking at the rankings, man. We're 11. I mean, we're right behind New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, Especially. LeBron but I'm saying, like, out. these next two games, it's like the Warriors, okay. Um, yeah, like the Warriors, I mean, that could that should be a, if Curry's not playing, maybe. He, uh, he's maybe limited in minutes. Still right, not a gimme, coming back. Yeah. And then Memphis was, according if he's suspended for two games, I mean, the next game they have is, Against the Grizzlies on Tuesday, but I'm not sure that's still not a gimme. But yeah, I mean, and plus Brandon Clark's out for the whole year, so that's another big piece that they nice. they're gonna miss. Yeah, but they still have talent on that team, so it's not a who, gimme. Who, who's who's gonna be their point yeah. guard? Dylan Brooks. Don't they have Tyus Jones? Uh, we well, have a backup. Who's gonna be the uh, see? The, they don't have he's his backup. Not, to... He's not a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. Oh no, no, oh no! I'm not saying Tyus is there's a bad guy. I'm just no, saying no, it like no, I was just saying because yeah, he's a backup, so it's different being a backup than a starter. But right, he 
Yeah, he you came know. from Duke too, so I mean, I give him respect. Who, who's to stop Bane from dropping forty? You never know. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't but, bet on um, it, but it's possible. I mean, but it's clear that you know the Lakers are you know trying to will their way into the playoffs or one game plus behind ten spot of the last playing spot. Then they're what three games or three plus games behind. Um, behind the sixth spot, so it's like I keep telling Lakers fans, and this at, that far ahead. I mean, to ha- make the top it's not, 10 first. It's not far Get ahead. I mean, first. we're a game, we're a game behind 10th. Or Get into 10th first, and then you can worry about six. Don't look at six right now. <laughs> that's that's a pipe dream right now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh man. If you're in 13th, constantly worrying about six, no, no, we're eleven. No, I'm just saying, like, if you, like, a couple of weeks ago, like, we, when they were in 13th, everybody was like, even, like, ESPN and stuff be like, well, they're only three behind six. I don't care. That means teams seven through 12 have to lose enough for the Lakers to jump ahead of them. Yes, they've moved up a little bit, which credit to them, but they still got to make it into the top 10 before they can even think about getting the six. So get there first and then worry about positioning, you know, can they jump Utah? Can they jump? Who else? Well, the Warriors probably not, but who knows? Depending on how much longer Curry's going to be out, but just get get to, who like who's in? You said the Lakers in a twelfth or eleventh? Hmm. The Lakers are in twelfth or eleventh. They're right eleven. Right, they're eleven right behind New Orleans. Hey, if my stunt double Zion gets on the court. The Pelicans will move up. You never know. <laughs> hey, maybe, uh, don't be looking, or maybe look out for a car. I mean, even, Sullivan, even without Zion, though, <laughs> the Pelicans do have talent. Alvarado, well, Pel- look at this So, I mean, well, they got a tough. I mean, they got they got the they got the Kings. Um, Monday they have the Mavericks. Um, Wednesday, I mean, they have the a Mavericks uh, can lose to anybody. That, but I mean, our schedule, we have the Warriors Sunday, then we have the Grizzlies Tuesday, um, the, the Toronto on Friday, the Knicks on Sunday, Pelicans, that's going to be a good one on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the team the Lakers probably have to look for is Utah. Utah was supposed to be a lottery team. They've been holding on to a top 10 spot this long. I think most people are like waiting for the wheels to fall off of that. Yeah, I think we're like that would five. probably be the team that would. Hmm? I think we're like five game. Well, I know you're gonna say, "Oh, don't worry about the future," but we're like no, five. I five think we're like five. Behind. Like five games um, behind the fifth or sixth seed. Because um, I think the Warriors have their third. Well, they well Dallas has is thirty three and thirty one. Golden State is thirty four and thirty. Um, so we're 30 and 34, so it's like we're not that far behind from as people would think we are. Just because the bottom tier teams are like no, four, we, we got the Rockets we, we 13 know and 49. how far you got. Yeah, we know you're not the Rockets or Spurs. We know that. Well, I'm just saying those two as teams far are as clearly as... just trying to get Wimbayama. But the problem with the Lakers, with the slow start that they had to the season, now it's starting to catch up to them where you're down to about 20 games left. You have teams you have to jump over. 
you know, Laker fans coming to the season, they weren't looking at it as, oh, we're going to be a playing team. Yay. Laker fans thought this was the year they're going to be top six, make some noise. Now, LeBron being out, was it three weeks before he's evaluated again? Can AD, for three weeks, can AD be a top five player, carry this team to the point where LeBron can come back and then see where they are at that point? And then D'Lo's back. The thing, when D'Lo gets back, their point guard, the point guard. I feel like Laker fans are more worried about AD because they, they've seen seen AD's situations. Because remember early in the season, when he went on that crazy run for a couple of weeks where he was dropping like 40, 50 points. That's what Laker fans want to see right now. They want that AD to come back now. Because since that point, he's either been injured or he wasn't really playing at the same level. If he does that, yeah, the three weeks will, will go by. You guys will be fine. But if he's going back to games where, you know, it's like 16 points, like six rebounds, then it's just like, that's not good enough. Because that puts way too much on guys like Vanderbilt and Beasley. Guys who, yes, they're good role players, but they're not necessarily the type to drop 25, 30 a night. Because that's where people are going to wonder, where's the scoring income? Now, D'Lo can help that. I mean, this might be D'Lo's perfect situation. With no LeBron, he might be the man with the ball in his hands. That's what D'Lo wants. But right. deal has been dealing with some injuries these past couple. So I, I think it points to AD. This is his time to lead this team. I mean, in the past couple of games, AD has averaged 30, and 30 points and 15 rebounds against the Mavs. This is the end after February um, against the Grizzlies. That's a Mavs team. Yeah. Okay. So what do you do against the Grizzlies? Yeah. Um, pull that up. Davis had 28 and 19. Okay. I can live with that. Uh, yeah, you can. Anyway, that's besides the point. Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> that, that um, was brutal. I guess the Thunder and uh, yeah, they so won he, that gun. He has um, to do that, though. 28. He doesn't, oh, he doesn't necessarily he do 28 and 19 every game, but if he's like yeah. 28 he and 14, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, he didn't play with the Thunder. Um, right. Don't say yeah. anything. <laughs> I know you're going to say, oh, yeah, I did. Oh, game. <laughs> I know. I, I remember. I saw it on the ESPN ticker. ADD um, out for the game tonight, and all I said was, that yeah, makes sense. Um. AD, I mean, well, he had 38 points against last night, 38 points and five boards. But, yeah. Five boards, That's that can't happen. You can't have just five rebounds. But well, Who had the most boards last night? I think the, uh, the most boards, I think the, um, I think it was Trent Brown Jr. for six rebounds. No, 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 I'm sorry. Malik Beasley had eight rebounds, actually, 15 and eight. So yeah, I mean, okay, yeah. but I mean that's proof that you know AD can put up points when he needs to, and, and he, with uh the points have to come with wins. But yes, he he's, well, yeah, he's I, very capable of it. Most of us who you know aren't Lakers fans, we know what AD is capable of. It's just how long can he do it, 
Can he consistently do it? Because we all know Charles Barkley's made it known. He's street close. Yes, I get it. But it always seems like AD will start having good performances. Then he misses a game or two. He'll have some good performances. Then he misses a game or two. But these three weeks, AD has to be on the court. Because now, let's say AD missed a couple of games here or there. Now you're having a team where it's, you know, D'Angelo Russell, you need Vanderbilt, Beasley, Hachimura, I guess Austin Reeves. Like, that team doesn't sound like a successful team in the NBA. And I'm I'm not the biggest D'Angelo Russell fan, but I, I like D'Angelo Russell. I know what he is. He knows what he is. He's a streaky offensive player that can carry a team for a few games. But AD has to show up. No questions asked. No, you're right. Um, I think Kendrick Perkins said the same that thing you said. You said, like, since LeBron's out, AD has to be that star to step up, man. You know, I think he can. I mean, I mean, as, uh, the big question surrounding him is injury. If he can stay, you know, injury prone for for the time AD or LeBron can get back, I believe they can be a dangerous team. Uh, LeBron, I think LeBron did. I heard a report that he did avoid surgery, so that's a good thing. Um, just it's about rest and recovery at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm assuming surgery, maybe in in the off season. I can say, uh, maybe if. Um, it, I mean, it also means even if he comes back, he may not necessarily make it through the rest of the season because we're talking about a foot. Foot injuries aren't easy to deal with. He could be fine true. one game. He could wake up with discomfort. He, I don't know. It, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tricky with LeBron the rest of the way managing yeah. his minutes. Well, they said two to three weeks. That's right. why so we'll see. so important. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, take they, pressure off of LeBron, right? Yeah. Um. So I mean, they they said they're gonna they reevaluate him in two to three weeks. So we'll see where he's at as far as you know mm-hmm. the strength of the foot. Um. Yep. All right. So I mean, I do want to talk about NFL, but um, I guess we're trying to fit this game in this NBA game that be we're gonna play. Um. So. The game is called uh, the what was the game called again, Kyle? <laughs> like it was, like, it was, it was like <laughs> so. It was basically, you know, come up with an NBA player and establish whether or not they should stay in their current situation. Oh yeah, or should move on from their current situation. Of course, moving on from your current situation would involve like the team trading you or something. But just hypothetically, should they want out or stay where they currently are? Yeah, um, so we have a list of players. So I'll go. Well, I get. Well, I'll go first. Um, uh, so I'll ask you. Well, and you quickly, you quickly go over like why you think it's um, that player should move on. Or um, all right. So this is players to leave their current situation. The first player, Dame Lillard. You know, uh, point uh, point guard of the Portland Trailblazers. What do you think? I respect Dame Lillard. I really do. Because every season it seems like analysts are like, Dame, you got to get out of Portland. 
I feel like today, Mueller, Portland is seen as more than, you know, a situation to, you know, necessarily win a title. Because I don't know, I don't know if he actually could ever win one in Portland. But it seems like Lillard loves the community so much that he's willing to stay there as long as they're competitive. So I just think because of the way Lillard's kind of gone about this, I think he should stay. Now, I do think that should put pressure on the front office. Get players there. You know, they tried him and McCollum. It didn't work. They've, you know, tried him and some other guys. And it just hasn't really come through. He's had some deep teams in Portland. So I'm not going to fully say Portland hasn't done right by him. But I think he should stay. You know, if he turns into Reggie Miller, I would respect that. Reggie Miller never won with Indiana, but he's still seen as a great player. And I think Lillard's the same way. So I think he should stay. All right. The next one, actually, I mean, speaking of the devil, uh, Anthony Davis. I mean, AD, it's... I mean, if you're going to tell me for AD, he gets to play, you know, in LA with... Seems like an ownership group that really wants to win. Now, whether or not they're capable of putting the team there to win is one thing. That's probably a question more for fans. Like you, would you want AD to stay? Because he uh, he can't be frustrating for a fan. That's that's the only thing. I think he should stay. You know, be part of the future post LeBron. It's not a bad situation to be in LA. Yeah, but me, see, with Dame, I mean, not with Dame. I mean, with AD, like on this list, it's tough because. Me being a Lakers fan, I like AD. Um, he's when healthy, he mm-hmm. gives his hundred percent. But it's like, do I want him long term on the Lakers? If he's injury prone, oh, that's the thing. He can't Very stay, true. can't stay healthy. And if you want to, if you want AD to be with the young stars, you know, post LeBron, then you're gonna, then you're gonna have to rely on the the young stars to. To, like we all talked about, you know, Memphis and they, they're young stars. I mean, if AD goes down with an injury, and then it's all up to the players to or the young stars to step up in. Like we like like we said, like you know, these NBA teams need need, need veteran leadership. And as far as like long term, I don't know. Maybe AD goes. Maybe I don't know, man. I mean, I, I want him to stay, but it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it did to prove to me that you can like have an MVP year where you can stay healthy, you know, be in that conversation with like Jokic that, and Embiid. And that that's a tough, that's a tough season. I don't think he's ever going to have a healthy season. I, I just don't see it. I mean, I, I believe think for him though, I mean, I, being in LA is probably a better big market situation than if you were in Boston or New York. If he were in Boston or New York, he'd probably be miserable because those media presence, they'd be all over him in LA. I think it's more laid back, so he he's probably fine. I, I, he's he's tricky. Like he was in New Orleans, nobody really cared. New Orleans as an NBA city, it's 
pretty pretty forgiving. So when he got hurt, he came back. Fans are always on his side. Would is there a point where Laker fans completely turn on AD? I I don't I don't think it gets that bad, but that'd be the worst case scenario for him, of course. So the next one we have is um Demar Derozan on the Chicago Bulls. He probably should leave. I've been one of these who said Chicago needs to blow it up. I think the DeRozan Zach Levine thing was nice when they put it together at first. It's been a disaster. Because sneaky older than most people think. I think DeRozan's like, what, 30? He's like mid-30s or something. So I think for him, he'd want out for a chance to get another ring. Yeah, I, I, I think he probably needs to, to leave. I mean, where would you see him going, though? Like, what team? Like, who? where would he fit in at? That's, that's a good question. Um, I, I mean, I wouldn't be mad if I saw DeMar in New York with the Knicks. I mean, you put him with Brunson, Randall. I mean, I don't know contract-wise if that's even possible, but I feel like in New York, he would be a piece that would really help them out. That's not good. I mean, that's not a bad choice. Um, the next one, let me put him up. Lamella Ball. Uh, I remember I brought this one up only because yeah, – yeah, yeah. I keep hearing people talk about it, but yeah, you, he's injury, he's injury prone too. I mean, he's injury. Well, here let me just go with the since I did the AD, I'll go with the Dame for the Dame Lillard first. Um, I mean, I think that he should leave. Um, I mean, I, I just feel bad for the man. Like he averages. I mean, obviously, um, he had McCollum, um, and they're. I mean, other than than the Splash Bros. They were the second Splash Bros in the league. You know, they were both knockdown shooters. Still is, they still are to their to their, their respective rights. Um, but I mean, Lillard's dropped 71 here, 60 here, 40, 50 here, and not no playoff appearances. Like worry, um, so I think that he He's been to the playoffs. Well, well, okay, no, okay, yeah, he has, but I'm saying as far as it's like going far in the playoffs, as far as you know, um, like I, I just feel that he, like the roster that he has around him is eh, it's like okay other than McCollum like but like post McCollum it's like I mean you have some stars like um I keep on uh butchering this dude's name um Anthony Simons he's good mm-hmm. um I mean I know you you have Nurkic he's always out of the lineup um so it's like I mean what supporting cast has I, I, well, I know that you know the Whole well, they, talk. they did try. They did try the mellow experiment. Oh yeah, that too. They yeah, tried it. They, they tried it, and, and then they hired um Chauncey Billups as a, as a coach of a fan favorite, you know, player that was in the league. You know, I thought it was a good fit for a coach, but it's like I, I feel like he can he can help somebody else on a championship championship contending team. Um, mm-hmm. right now they're not. 
they're not they're like what 13 or 12th in the west and i feel like lillard deserves to be like on a 10 in the top 10 um as far as you know in the west so or in the east um i can see him maybe going to i i respect him no yeah yeah i respect him because he's he's like a he's like a he's like an mj like you know uh, uh, i don't i'm not sure where he's from um like what state he's from but i'm pretty sure i mean no 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 um lillard oh i said mj no because i'm gonna say like Um, as far as mj like he's i think lillard is in l.a kid i want to say but he like went to college up in that area so he's really become part of that and then he ended up playing if some reason i think lillard's an la guy i don't know why actually i need to look that up yeah because i'm gonna say like as far as if you know i I mean i respect that like you know like it's like the jordan take take taking the jordan route like staying with one team the whole career oakland Oakland. okay oakland kid um that's crazy because i i was Cause that's crazy. Cause I think his birthday is like the 14th of July, and mine's the 16th. I think, and like he's a cancer. So like, I was I was born in Vallejo, that California. That's near like uh, San Fran. Um, that's cool that we're kind of born in the same state. And so like same, like that's kind of cool. We turned the same month as a, as a birthday, and like, and like you can tell. Cause like I mean I don't really look into signs like that as far as like zodiac, but like you can tell like you no know, he's a cancer. He's very you know. He's cancer are known as emotional, but I mean I can like he's, he's like you can see him like he's always you know, passionate about like but that's just any human being like as far as you know you wanting the wanting your, your team to do well but that's cool like he's he was from Oakland and you know I'm kind of from California well actually I was born in California born and raised in Maryland but um, yeah like you know I I respect Dillard like for staying put but as far as for, for this for this game. Like I don't, I want to see him in a uniform. Um, could be in the East, West, um, maybe, and not LA Lakers, maybe LA Clippers. Him and well, I don't see how that would work with yeah, Kawhi because like they're all ball dominant. Yeah. Plus ball dominant, like. Um, I think I think on the court they would figure it out. I feel like guys like Kawhi and Lillard, they they would they'd find a way. Right. Right. Um, so LaMelo, I mean, you want to get my input on LaMelo? It's just, it's just like his brother, man. He, he's always in that lineup. Now, Lonzo hasn't played at all, um, this season, and I don't think last season either. Um, it, to this day, last season, but it's a little bit, but like a like, like a little bit means like what two games. <laughs> I honestly don't know. It wasn't that much, but yeah, it's it's been a while since we've seen Lonzo on a court. But um, I don't know, man. Um, I mean, I, I get it. Like fo- just just like football and like basketball, like injuries are are the are a part of the game. I get that, but mm-hmm. like the other day, Lamelo said he felt a he felt it pop in his foot or his ankle. Same thing that LeBron felt. So he, you know, so I don't know as far as current situation he needs to go to a team where it's like Memphis like better leadership because they had Miles Bridges had that <laughs> they had that case PJ Washington um they had this whole I like PJ Washington I do but then he had a story I think with some 
wasn't it like um Britney or something like that? Um Britney something. Then weren't they dating oh, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, he 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 ain't off the hook, man. Oh, he man. ain't off the hook. Uh, so that with that, I really forgot about that. Um, I don't know what happened to Kelly Oubre. I don't know what maybe he's injury or maybe he's injured. But um, so uh, I would the say one with leader that, on the team is probably Gordon Hayward, and he's and he's hurt and he's been injury prone. Um, I don't know. When I look at the Ball brothers, I still go back to when I talk about their dad. When he was when he was like the media star going around everywhere. I was never a fan. Wasn't really a big fan of any of the Ball brothers. Because I think I said it on here before, but I was seen as like a Lonzo hater, a LaMelo hater. I guess, you know, with Lonzo, Never a fan of his jump shot. And the crazy thing is, when he got drafted, I said, Lonzo needs to change his shot if he's going to have a success in the NBA. Funny enough, he didn't start knocking down threes until he changed his form, but I was the hater. LaMelo, everybody fell in love with LaMelo because he dropped like 70 points in the game playing zero defense. What's he been doing in the league so far? Playing zero defense, but now all of a sudden people are like, Oh, Charlotte's doing him wrong. How about LaMelo get better, try on defense? Then I could be like, he deserves to be somewhere. To me, you're in Charlotte. You can stay right there and try to figure it out. I'm not putting LaMelo in this category that he deserves to be on a winner or something. He hasn't proven anything to me yet. I feel like he deserves to be on a team that's like, that has that, that he needs to be on a team that doesn't really have sort like storylines, you know what I'm saying? And that doesn't really have that veteran. It's a storyline. He he can't stay on the court. That's a storyline. As far as it's like off the court issues, like you don't really hear much about Lamelo, like you know, doing something, you know. It, it's just he's hurt. He was rocking Lamborghinis in high school and stuff. And what's he been in the NBA? I'll tell you what he's been. Overrated. Yeah, I said it. Overrated. <laughs> All right, Zion. Chill out, Zion. Chill out, man. Overrated. All, I can't. Okay. You're yo, like, you can't. Like, like, you shouldn't even be in the like, Kyle. Like, you shouldn't even be in the NBA, man. You're gonna be a Zion stunt double, man. Like, <laughs> not him playing. <laughs> the, the way that people have built up Lamelo and Lonzo, I just, I just don't get it. I don't. You know. Everybody look at the Bulls and be like, oh, once Lonzo comes back, okay, they'll be probably in the same situation. And LaMelo, he came to the league. Everybody was like, look out for Charlotte. They're coming. And I was like, no, they're not. They're, they're a team that's built with too many guys that do the same exact thing. Lon, I mean, LaMelo, Terry Rozier. They like to put up a lot of shots. They're not that efficient. Bridges, Oubre. Uh, Washington. Then they had Mason Plumlee. Now he's on the um. Now he's yeah, on the with the Clippers or something. Now. Clippers, yeah, yeah. And then they brought in Gordon Hayward. And it was like, oh, so we're adding Hayward to a team where Lamelo's always hurt. Oh, they, don't they say uh, the scary Terry Rozier? Yeah, and to be honest with you, I love Terry Rozier. 
He's a Marcus Smart type. But when it gets late in the season and you need wins, he will put up like three for 20 type games. And it's just like, I I don't need that. So LaMelo needs to stay there and try to figure it out. Yeah, that whole like the ball family is just like, I guess you can say there's storylines. There's LaMelo driving Lamborghinis and these lime and neon pink shoes and outfits and stuff. And then yeah. you, you have... Uh, Lamelo, I mean, or Lonzo, always out of the lineup. Then you have Leangelo, who's um, and who's because, a, thing, because of those two, everybody's like, "Oh, Leangelo deserves a shot in the NBA." No, he doesn't. I've seen I him mean, in there, summer league. There are some he games where he, he, yeah, he looks like he's. And didn't he rob somebody court. in like he China or something tiny like that on the court? Or, or, or didn't he, he rob what? someone in like? Didn't he like rob someone in like overseas? Or not rob someone else, steal something from somebody? He robbed a sunglass tut for some sunglasses. That's a problem. Decision-making is not a part of your, you know, attribute. If this was 2K, decision-making, low. You're stealing sunglasses from Sunglass Hut? (laughs) Like, what? what? (laughs) I don't... I don't get people. Yeah, don't yeah, don't people. we we might have to cut cut the show right now, man. <laughs> like that's it. Yeah, that's a line, bro. <laughs> I don't get people. Like, oh. if you left your wallet at home, okay, you don't get sunglasses today. <laughs> to try to walk out with some sunglasses is that serious? Come on, man. Uh, All right, the next. Uh, oh, we have like twenty something minutes. We can. Have a few, a few more players, and then um, yeah. I do have a, a couple of questions about like the NFL as far as like you know the franchise tags. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we have like a couple more players. Uh, so Bradley Bill, the next one. Um, for me, to do I have to do the um, the agent. I mean, I have to do the um, the um, uh, who's the reporter? Not Adrian. Um, we're gonna have to see um. Brian one horse? The Brian I gotta do the uh like the, you know how he prayed on the uh, on first take? He was like Okay, so Bradley Bill. Okay. It's funny, like I see a certain trend in, in these like lists because like there are injury prone. Bradley Bill's injury prone. Mm-hmm. Now I would argue with anybody that Prime wall in DC and injury let our post our pre injury prone Bradley Bill. That was the best backcourt, mm-hmm. arguably, in the NBA at that time. Um, you know, John Wall was fast, Bill was a sharpshooter uh, from downtown. Um, you know, probably one of the fastest backcourts as far as like you know, as far as like you know, the Darren Fox and the Buddy Hill backcourt. Um, so I can agree with that. But current they Bradley should, Bill they should have had way more. They should have had way more success together. I yeah, they. Oh, they. Oh, I. I agree. Um, and it's just yeah. a team that they're they're around. Is DC. Uh, it was just them. I mean, I know they had good Tartan, um, Rory at one point, but that was there was way. Uh, they had pretty, decent teams. Um, they had decent decent teams, I guess. Um, but current Bradley Bill. Maybe I see him somewhere playing, but like in 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 LA or like I don't know because he's injury prone. So it's like 
he's he's a liability. I mean, now I mean, if it was like uh, Russell Westbrook post or pre pre ship to like the other LA team, but like if someone had to ask me, would you include Bradley Bill in, in trade with Russell Westbrook? I would because Bradley Bill is a better shooter than Russell Westbrook. He's a better permanent shooter than him, so yes, I would take him. But as far as his health wise, mm-hmm. he's a liability for any team. Um, now I think he is healthy right now, um, but I don't know. I I don't see him. His situation is better off on another team. Maybe they can bid around Bradley Bill in DC um, in the future, but I just don't. I don't see that happening. Um, so. Like where you at with this whole Bradley Bill? Where you, like where's your head at with Bradley Bill? I look at Bradley Bill and I think a lot about Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony, you know, he hit free agency one year. No, he was in Denver. Probably the best organization that he was with. He had a great coach, George Carl. He had Billups. He had like Allen Iverson, but Carmelo wasn't happy there. Gets the free agency. And Carmelo had, and I'll, I'll say this all the time when people talk about Carmelo deserves a ring or whatever. Carmelo is the reason why Carmelo doesn't have a ring. He made one decision in his career that I never understood. The Bulls wanted him. This is back with healthy D. Rose, Joakim Noah, that group. They wanted him. The Knicks wanted him. He knew the Knicks could pay him more. And as he says, well, he's from New York, so he's going back home. That's because they could pay you more. Let's be honest. He should have went to Chicago. He would have been on a winner. Maybe we're thinking about Carmelo in a different, you know, light at this point. Bradley Beal was a free agent, could have left Washington. He decided to stay in Washington because they could pay him more. At this point, I'm done with Bradley Beal. I feel <laughs> like he's probably going to waste good years in Washington, and he can only blame himself. So Bradley Beal. I mean, you could stay. Every year, there's probably going to be some report about, you know, should somebody trade for him to get him out of Washington? He could have left Washington on his own and chose to stay there. Deal with it. So, well, this is a better stay. Well, the next one, I mean, I'm going to have, I'm going to let you have it first. Um, ben Simmons. Ben Simmons need to worry about can he stay in the league? That's what he need to worry about because. You're making $35 million and you can't please, shoot. Kyle, please, please, Kyle, please. You refuse. Don't make me laugh. You refuse to. You, I mean, $35 million, I can't depend on you to make a layup, hit a hook shot, hit a free throw. What am I paying you for? I already know you're not going to shoot a three. I don't care that you in the off season, put out these little videos showing you hitting the three. You know who else used to do that? Rajon Rondo used to do that. But Rondo at least hit threes in a game. I've seen him take one in a preseason every year, and NBA fans would be like, this is the year he's going to do it. No, he's never going to do that. So my thing is, you don't want to play on the perimeter, become a low post threat. I could live with that if Simmons was cooking people on the post. Fine. He doesn't even do that. Everybody's like, he plays defense. Okay. So does Marcus Smart. He doesn't make $35 million a year. 
Like, what are we talking about? And and then now you have to wonder about Ben Simmons. Mentally, will he be there for your team? Because I'm starting to think he's one of these players that if he doesn't feel 100%, he's injured. So if he wakes up in the morning, he feels like a little soreness in his hamstring. I'm out. Two weeks. I'm done. Whereas other athletes probably play on it, he's out. And that is a big problem because 35000000 million, you're supposed to be a leader on a team. But I don't want Ben Simmons leading my team. So what do you do with him? I still say you can salvage him, get him, get him out of the big market. Brooklyn is the New York market. He will never survive there. He would have never survived in Philly. You know, if he was in Oklahoma City or – I mean, I did say before when we talked about Ben Simmons like a while ago, Golden State. Golden State is different because he'd be shielded by Curry, Thompson, Draymond, Poole. He'd be like the sixth guy you think about. In Oklahoma City, those fans would be like, hey, you know, show up, play some defense, grab some rebounds, we'll cheer. But in Brooklyn – and that, that he needs to go. He needs to go to a small market. Otherwise, his career is going to end pretty soon. And we'll be hearing about him playing with Dwight Howard in Taiwan on some guys we've never even heard of. It'll be the ultimate question of what if. Man, Ben Simmons is going to be like Dwight Howard in Taiwan in the three, in the three point contest in a couple of years, man. Um, That's where it's headed. Yeah. Um, and he's like, what? 20, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm trying to. Twenty-five. Twenty-five or twenty-six. That's sad. If it's already come to this point in your career, I'm trying to think of words so I don't. It's like I'm trying to use it as my portfolio for my jobs and stuff. I'm trying mm-hmm. to keep my words like safe and sound and peaceful for Ben Simmons, but I'm trying to keep it rated with Ben Simmons. But he is a. He's right a, now, he comes across as just he's a cat. All around. He's a cat. He's just, if I know what that, if I know that reference, he's a cat. Yeah. Um, he's a pussy cat. That's what he is. Um, so that's that's what they are. There's there's actually pussy cats. Um, yeah. And, and uh, Funny, there there was a think he's weak mentally. He's weak physically. He's, and I get it. Mental health is a serious issue in this world. Yeah. Um, but come on, man. Um, it comes to a time where it's like, okay, maybe I understand if you're not in the right mind to play maybe a couple games here and there, but it's gone on for years and months. Um, and my issue with Ben is like, I saw a report the other day, like, okay, out with sore back. All right. Then, then I hear a report the next day, Ben says it's going to be missing more time with, with a knee injury. I'm like, mm-hmm. bro. Maybe your destination is, is is a retirement home after this, man. Like at 26, man, and I get it, man. When Ben in is it, don't get me wrong, when Ben is is in his right mind and Very he talented. is an NBA player, mental health aside, all good, 100%, 95%. Mm-hmm. He is the best of the best. He can guard he, he can guard a Giannis down low if he can put his mind to it. Mm-hmm. 
shit, he can guard and beat if he wanted to, if he puts his mind to it. I mean, but I this dude could. Part, but... I mean, I'm just saying he can guard LeBron. He can handle saying. his own. Yeah, yeah. He can he, he can handle his own. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, I mean, I was fine with him going to Golden State. Like you say, he'll be shared with like Clay Thompson and Curry. But even Clay, like post injury, he's not the same Clay as he was. But he can still shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get well, he had an ACL and, and Clay's desire. Oh no, we don't. We don't. Like, in his ben heart, Simmons, he'll play. Legit questions like, how much does he? actually like playing basketball like that's a legit question it's like how is he my question is how's he bringing his bet if he's not playing basketball i mean that's the question man Uh, maybe is it it, wild lifestyle outside of the court is it is it in (laughs) basketball i mean he must be like i don't know he must be going to he must be going to to magic city man or something like that bro And, or and he how's he breaking? Just sits all day and just gets up. He's like, oh, or how's he breaking his? Or how's he breaking his knees? Like, what is he doing? Maybe at practice? Maybe like maybe like I don't know, man. That's my question. When he's in the street clothes, how's he just getting injured? I, I don't know. Um, well, that's why I said I think it's one of those where if he doesn't feel completely a hundred percent, then to in his mind he's injured, and that's why I think because I I, I agree the same way. It's like. You can't have a back injury, come back, play a game, then you're sitting and it's like, oh, back injury again. It's like, so either you're just coming back randomly when you're not fully healthy or it's all in your mind at this point. It's like when it's like when people talk about AD, right? He's, yes, he's injury prone, right? But at least AD will, will be a man and when he gets hurt and he gets, comes back, He'll give you 38 and 15 rebounds. Ben will well, we come back. We've seen AD's injuries. We'll see him hit the Well, floor they're more the they're more like leg and like ankle and yeah, but we we visually see them. The Ben Simmons one in Philadelphia when he hurt his back. We don't nobody see nobody knew see how he did it. That's right. the problem. And it's like Ben and like it's like Ben will come back from an injury if it's an injury and, and get you like like five points and that's it. Or not even that. It'd be like two points and like one rebound. Um, I mean, like knee soreness. It's like, are you just sitting out because you're not playing well and you don't want to deal with fans booing you or something? It's like at this point, that's it's, I mean, it, then be real about it to let us know, like, that bothers you. I mean, yes, right. some people may laugh at you, whatever, but at least we'll understand that that's what the issue is. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, me that it, that this knee soreness that always pops up when it seems like it's not going his way isn't fishy. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, I've been since, man. Um, he, I mean, he can dunk. He can, I mean, when he's in his right mind, he can dunk. Mm-hmm. He can go through the free throw line if he could, get to the free throw line, and he can pass. He can facilitate. I mean, but when it's just like I'm losing interest in Ben Simmons, it's like, it's like, it's like a house, right? You're on the market, right? Looking for a house, the price is like five hundred thousand, two bedroom, a nice kitchen, right? And it's like, uh, I'm losing interest, man. I'm, I find a nice, I'm, maybe I'm finding a nicer house somewhere else. It's like the house loses interest. The house loses value. I like Ben Simmons, man. Come out of college, coming out of LSU. He was compared to LeBron James as far as 
play style and stuff. And that was dumb to be. That was just. But I, I, mm. but I wasn't like, a fan of his coming out of LSU, but. You know, I as far as it's like, like I was I was hyped. I was hyped to see that. You know what I'm saying? It's like a hybrid, mm-hmm. you know, point guard center, um, who maybe can find a shot, but it's just like I'm losing interest in Miss just like a person would lose a, a interest in buying a house. Like at least a house a house will lose interest or value eventually. And, and then that's like that in Miss Simmons. It's like I like the dude when he was like, you know, playing. Now it's like it comes to the point where I'm just losing interest in Hearing about him and saying his name on my podcast—it's just like. No, I get it. I'm tired of. I still think the LeBron comparisons was the worst thing that happened. It was outrageous. Like if you compared him, I, mean, I can see, I can see like the body type and like the position and stuff and like his not, play style, but it's just that, like. Though. Like I watched him at LSU, I automatically thought he was Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson wasn't a great shooter. He kind of developed that. Well, he, I mean, he never really became a great shooter, but. He could score, post up, mid range. He was that type of guy. He would score on the break, which is what Ben Simmons did. And Magic Johnson was a big guy who ran point, literally what Ben Simmons was. Everybody jumped to LeBron because, you know, LeBron was the current guy in the NBA, and people looked at Ben Simmons was like, "There's no way this guy couldn't be a star." His skill set was never going to put him on LeBron's level. Like, let's be honest. I don't know why people did that. I mean, it's the same with Zach Wilson being compared to Patrick Mahomes. We all knew that was never going to happen, but these analysts who get paid to do it somehow saw that, but the average fan like myself knew that wasn't going to happen. I I don't know. You you tell me how that works. Um, This next guy's interesting. I want to hear what you guys say about him. Um, I mean, I like, Hey, I like Joel Embiid. Um, Another one, another injury prone center. Um, But as he played a pretty healthy season thus far, but as is my question is how how much separation would he will he get from the team if they can't make it that far into the playoffs or get to the finals or like because we've always say it's the Celtics, Bucks, 76ers, Miami Heat prior to the season. I'm saying like the top teams in the East. Mm-hmm. Um as far as making it a deep run in. My question to Embiid is how much can he take of not getting to the finals or Eastern Conference finals? Um, now, I would say stay in Philly. I don't know, man. Um, I kind of feel bad for Joel Embiid. Like, obviously, he's put up spectacular season numbers. You know, he's been in the MVP conversation. All these years hasn't won one yet. Um, and I, I feel like he deserves it win one. And um, it, it looks like so far, Joel or not Joel, the Joker gonna get it. Maybe I don't know. Still kind of there's still some games left um, to decide that. But um, I feel like Embiid deserves it. Um, deserves the MVP. It's just like how how many years can he take, or how many seasons can he take, but not getting to the the finals or like deep running the playoffs because the question is it's like okay the number it's like it's like football right it, it, you can be the MVP of the season but when it comes to playoff time like if you can't make a deep run that doesn't matter so that's what I see with Joel Embiid it's like you, you you can put up triple doubles all all game all year long and being the MVP talks and win the MVP 
Um, but it takes a true team and a true. I mean, I I, I believe that you know I I, I believe being we say trust the process and um and all that. But it's like where has where does the process stop when you can't make the playoffs or can't make it to the the finals? Um, mm-hmm. so I don't know. My question, my say that question about Joel Embiid is like, I want to see him stay, but it's like I'm on a fence of like, do I see him on, on another team? Um, now I don't know where that team would be, where he would land if he would have be out of it. I don't know what team, not Nuggets, because they are a joker. I mean, not mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, maybe in Phoenix, maybe they are too busy with uh, Aiden. Maybe they ship him out and get Embiid in there with. A Durant, <laughs> that's a blockbuster, you know, team. Like, um, if that would happen, but now maybe they can work something out with Aiden. Maybe they can keep him. Um, but I mean, I would like to hear your you being a Celtics fan, you being in the East. Like, what would you would you want to see Joe Embiid for the foreseeable future in in Philly, or do you see him on another team, another situation? It's tricky with him. I mean, as as a Celtics fan, you know, I have my dislike of Joel Embiid. I, I I hate the games where he gets like 20 free throws and it just looks like him flopping around. But you know, to be honest, you know, they, they paired him up with Ben Simmons. That was a failure. They, they paired him up with James Harden. Harden's not the same guy. They paired him up with Doc Rivers as a coach. As Philly fans will tell you, Doc Rivers needs to be fired. He had Brett Brown before that, who was a guy that not a lot of people knew really much about. I thought Brett Brown was a pretty good coach, but they moved on from him. He's been you know, saddled with Tobias Harris, who got big money, hasn't necessarily lived up to it. So you could almost look at him beat and be like, kind of like you said, Maybe you just have to feel sorry for him that Philadelphia, you know, took him knowing he had an injury history at Kansas. And by the time they could actually put a team around him that's a legit title contender, he might be so broken down that he may not be able to carry that team to a finals appearance. Yeah, I mean, he been to a conference finals as talented as he is. And we know that with the East, there was you know the Celtics weren't there all the time. There was a there was a point where Philly and Boston were kind of on the same level. You know there were some questions. They had some pretty good players, but we, we wanted to know who's gonna kind of take the next step. The Celtics have done that and beyond, while Philly seems like they're kind of stuck where they are, constantly trying to find the second star to put with Embiid. It just never works. They always fall short. If they were to lose in the first round this year, I would not be surprised if Embiid puts in a trade request. Now, no, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be shocked. No. Them, but I, that's that's going to be something to watch because you know KD, Kyrie, guys like that could have set the precedent where big name guys don't wait for free agency. Make public trade requests, you know, get the media kind of on your side, put pressure on the team. Maybe that's the easiest way for you to get out of a certain situation because it'll be easy 
for Philly to consistently, you know, offer and beat a lot of money and then Embiid be like, all right, you know, for the right. money and because you keep promising to put a team around me. But if he can seriously like look in the mirror and be like, I'm not going to win with this James Harden. He's slower. He still doesn't play defense. And he's not even as good of a shooter as he was a few years ago. So I can't rely on him every night. What mm-hmm. what am I going to do here? Yeah, I really want to ask Gina's question, man, because um, he's a silly He's a you know he 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 has a wonderful NFL you know mind and NBA mind as well. Being a Sixers fan, I want to see. I want to hear what his perspective on this uh, on this topic is because mm-hmm. if 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 they can't make it to the Eastern Conference Championship this year, silly fans. Y'all better be praying. Well, we know how uh, Philly fans. Philly fans would be like, well, Doc Rivers should be gone. They would probably say trade Harden. But this current Harden, what would you get in a trade for him? They'd probably say trade Tobias Harris. Could you get anybody to trade Harris and bring you back anything that makes you better? I feel I, like outside I don't of – know what Philly does. I, I feel like outside of Embiid uh, – and, and Harden and Darren, Tyreek's Maxi is like the that's who they should build around. Um, you know, that young future. Um, mm-hmm. but now I mean obviously but you want to build around a big that. man. So maybe they built yeah, maybe they brought in what they brought what Montrez Harrell to back him up. Hmm. Maybe they dealt I don't even know the last time he played really, so yeah, I don't um, know. Maybe they maybe they dealt um uh, harder than be both in the packages next offseason if they don't get things moving, like to rebuild around Maxi. Um, I don't know who else they were better on because Maxi is that bright young point guard that they need. Um, but then he's injury prone too because he's been in that lineup too. So it's like, ah, uh, yeah, well, um, so now Embiid's had to deal with that. Maxi probably gave him some hope. That Maxi's missed games, so now he's like, "Oh man, am I sitting here with another?" And I, and I just feel bad for Joe Wimby because he's sweating, he's he's doing everything he can in his ability, in his power, to get these wins. Um, I, I mean, I'll say live on on live television, a live podcast, the the Celtics would not be them and not be in the standings if it wasn't for Joe B. I mean, Joe B has carried the Super Sixers. Harden has kind of stepped up now, but come on, let's be real. Joe Embiid is Philly. Um, I mean, if if Embiid was out, if he was hurt, he missed games. Six, 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 Sixers would not be in any any of these games at all. Maybe Key and Gene can argue with that, but you can't argue that because I mean, he's put up triple doubles here, fifty points here, sixty points here, twenty rebounds here. It's like I hate seeing the man slump, slouched over under his knees for for him doing the best he can do. And the question is, I mean, mm-hmm. if Joel goes down with, you know, if he goes down because he's tired or he wants to have a rest, who is the next guy to step up in this spot? Because playoffs are supposed to be hardened, but he's not that guy. Right. In the playoffs, in, in the playoffs, it's scoring points, obviously, the defense and depth. And I don't, I don't, I can't even name any good players on their bench that can, you know, I'm pretty sure they're all young. Um, I don't know. Um, I mean, if if your team was matched up with Philly, Celtics are winning that series easily. There's, I 
maybe Embiid kind of pushes it to a game six, but I mean, it can be a, it can be easily a, a, a gentleman sweep, I think, the way the Celtics are, are rolling. Um, even if they get matched up with the Bucks, I mean, Joe, I mean, Embiid might get tired against guarding Giannis, who's gonna step up. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know. Um, the whole Joe and B, that's a good one. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I guess it, we'll have to come back on this topic after the playoffs, or you know, if they make it a deep a deep run. Um, it's gonna be crazy in Philly uh, in this offseason uh, with Doc Rivers and the that duo of Embiid and um and Harden. So the last player we have on the list is Luka Doncic, another. Crazy one. Um, Luka Doncic doesn't really have a supporting cast. Well, they have Kyrie now, but as far as, you know, they shift away uh, Finney Smith to the Brooklyn um, and Spencer Dinwiddie. I mean, they got Kyrie a return, but, I mean, they really don't have no interior defense as far as Christian Woods goes and maybe Powell. Um, but as far as, you know, they don't have any depth. Um, when Luka goes to the bench, when Kyrie goes to the bench, who steps up? Um, I mean, if they if, if they're messing with LA Lakers, right? If they get to the playoffs, like who's gonna guard AD? Maybe Christian Woods, maybe, um, maybe Powell. Who's gonna guard LeBron? Or if if AD has a bad game, who's gonna guard LeBron? Maybe Luke, Luca, maybe can handle that matchup. But as far as like when they go to the bench or when they that depth, I mean, their depth is not as good, and they haven't made the. I mean, they haven't really gone as far. Yeah, they beat. They beat Phoenix that one year, right in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That, that I, I think it was like last been year to the Western Conference Finals. I think yes, yeah, so that was last year, right against the Phoenix Suns. Right, that's what I was trying to think. Yeah, yeah, they've been to the Western Conference Finals, so you can't so, say you know he hasn't had any success. It's just it's just like the now supporting now the supporting guys. We we. Yeah, we've seen, you know, Kyrie when he was in Brooklyn, Harden ran away. Now with him in Dallas, you know, those Dallas fans are going to want Luka and Kyrie to carry this team to the promised land in Dallas. But you match that Dallas team up against other teams in the West, I wouldn't pick them over Denver. I wouldn't pick them over Memphis. I wouldn't pick them over the Clippers. Would you pick them over LA Lakers? If, if, if we get into the playoffs, did you, did you have them over the Lakers? I mean, that's a team I could see the Lakers beating. I'm not I'm not sold on Kyrie. I know a lot of, you know, analysts will make it be like, you know, Kyrie's got the deepest bag in the NBA. He's got the best handles, blah, blah, blah. I, to be honest with you, I feel like Kyrie's game is starting to slip a little. He doesn't seem like he shoots as well as he used to. You know, his handles doesn't seem to get him to the rim as easy as he used to. So I think the the effect Kyrie used to have on teams, he doesn't have anymore. And now you're looking at a Dallas team that before Kyrie got there, it was Luka and whoever wanted to show up whatever night. Now, you know, Dallas wants it to be Luka and Kyrie verse 
I don't know if Kyrie can be the second best player on a championship team the way that the NBA is right now. Where, like you said, the teams that win are the deeper ones. Milwaukee is a deep team. Celtics are deep. They made the finals last year. When the Warriors were winning it, they were a pretty deep team. Yeah, I mean, they had Sean Livingston that one year, David West. I mean, they had Iguodala come off the bench. I mean, he's kind of iffy from the free point, but it's like. Right. They weren't necessarily maybe the biggest names, but when you watch them play, you're like, that guy knows his role, plays it well. You look at Dallas, if Luka doesn't drop 50, they probably don't have a shot. Now at this point, if Kyrie doesn't give you 25 to go along with Luka having to score like 40, you're probably getting blown out most nights. That's a lot of pressure to have on Luka's shoulders. I think Luka's going to be monitoring this situation really closely as well. Because if this Kyrie thing doesn't work, what does Mark Cuban do? Because we already know they didn't give him a long-term extension with Kyrie or anything. So if Kyrie moves on, Cuban's going to have to find somebody around the NBA that he can get to Dallas that takes pressure off of Luka. I mean, maybe it's the guy we mentioned earlier. Do they try to get Bradley Beal? But if you look at Bradley Beal and Luka, where does that get you in the West? You're probably still like a 5-6 seed. So, I I don't know. I would like to see Luka stay because, you know, Luka could have a Dirk Nowitzki-type run with Dallas because we know Mark Cuban, if you are a star, he wants to keep you around because that keeps the team relevant, which keeps Cuban relevant. But I, I just think it's going to be tougher than to find a secondary player to put with Luka because of his skill set. Yeah, so I, I mean, think he should the, stay. It's just, you know, how do they get somebody there to play with them? Right. That's crazy how we just made up a list like before the show and not even think about it. It's like they're all like injury prone. I mean, at a two, two, to an extent. I beat him in. I mean, maybe DeMar DeRozan, is he? What, did he have any injuries? Well, the guys are either injury prone or the supporting cast just isn't good enough. Yeah. Because so. the supporting cast is where you'd put Luka, you'd put Embiid in that, even though Embiid has injury issues. But the teams Embiid's been around, they've always had guys who just didn't meet expectations. Right. Simmons, Harris, Harden, like, it's and it's tough being a star knowing how good you are. The team tells you, "Here's this guy who's come to play with you." You look at them like, "Oh, yeah, you know they'll they'll be good to play with to play alongside." Then you get on the court and it's like, "We're not that great." Like Embiid, for Embiid's talent, he should not lose as much as he has to the Celtics. Yet. It's like the Sixers keep finding ways to lose when they play Boston. Boston's never had a big man who should be able to compete with Embiid. And that right there should get you some wins, but it doesn't work. Because they put so much pressure on him defensively. He doesn't want to guard Horford on the perimeter. That's energy that he needs to burn offensively. Hmm. It's gonna be tough for a lot of these players yeah. that we just mentioned. And yeah, I feel like I feel like every week we do this, so we should come up with a uh, well, we should come up with um different players. I mean, that's 
it's pretty fun to analyze the different players. And when I saw this on when I saw this on another platform, like I was like, wow, we gotta hop on this, like you know. Um, so definitely, we'll maybe keep the list like maybe four or five. I know, I, I know we did eight, and I had fun talking about them, but maybe we just like every every week yeah, we'll just, another. Yeah. And now maybe we can do coaches too. Interesting coaches, like you know Darwin Ant. Yeah. Um. Uh, who else is on a hot seat? Uh, I mean Doc Rivers. There's probably. Um, I'm I guess we can do NFL too. I guess we can like one of these days too, like players. You know, I guess that's kind of different. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No way, but um. Yeah, I mean, I was going to ask you an NFL question real quick, but I think I was just, we're coming up on 220 minutes. I know we got to, like, trivia to, to, to prepare for. Here's that 7 o'clock, mine's 730. So I got to prepare. But uh, yeah, well, I guess we'll end the show here, man. Um, it was a good show. Uh, we talked about a lot of, you know, important things like John Morant. We'll see how that goes. That situation pans out with the NBA and the league office and all that. Mm-hmm. And we'll definitely bring this game back to the show next week. Admit, try to get some more people involved in the chat with the whole with that with the whole game. Um, but other than that, man, it's, it's been a good show. We've got the UFC card coming up uh, tonight. I'm um, gonna be watching that. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, before we, we do our out or oh, the combine, we can talk about backs, tight ends. Is I that happening right now? I think they're either today or tomorrow. I think it's today. QBs and running backs. But I, think, I know. Yeah, I think quarterbacks and wide receivers are today. Yeah, I know Bryce the Young is doing tomorrow. his pro his thing at pro day. He's not throwing the ball, but I'm not sure if he'll be at the combine today. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure. No, I mean, there. they measured him. He's, but he's, yeah, he's doing the interviews and all that, but he's just not doing the drills. So he'll talk to teams and all that, but he'll probably just tell them, "Be on my pro day, and I'll do all that." Yeah. But um yeah, other than that, man, we'll definitely do a deeper dive into the draft um or the combine um next week for sure. But yeah, you have any other you know before we do the closeout, you have any other final thoughts? Um, you know anything that's you know on your mind I mean, or about sports or? The only thing is, you know, I'm <laughs> glad to see baseball back with the new rules. It's a much better watch. Excited for MLS coming back. It came back last week. I watched some of the games on Apple TV because that's their new partner. Just started this year. Love what Apple TV is doing with the MLS. They've turned it into like the Premier League. They have their whip around show. They have their recap show. I think that's exactly what MLS needed. I actually did an episode about it on my on my channel. But for one week, I love it. And I'm interested to see what else Apple TV does in terms of sports. Like, do they get, I don't know. I don't know what the next league that probably would need a TV deal. You know, could they get an NHL or MLB? Because they have a small package of MLB, but could they get all of MLB? I don't know. Apple TV seems like they're starting to make moves in sports, and I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah, but that, I mean, but that, I mean, uh, like baseball means, you know, like nicer weather out, uh, spring weather coming up. Um, you know, I'm tired of this cold weather, especially in Jersey. Um, we got a, we had a snowstorm a little bit like last weekend. Um, I'm, that means the like, open day is coming around. Um, yep. Going to some baseball games this year. And uh, yeah, I mean, every time, every new year comes around, spring training is 
happening. Like it means the weather is looking nicer. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to baseball coming up. March Madness is coming up from college basketball. I guess talking to that. I've I've really been paying attention to, to college basketball as much. Um, as far as like the seedings I'll, and stuff. I always say, um, and if you haven't paid attention, conference tournaments are a good chance to actually get into it. When is Selection Sunday? Is that coming up? Selection Sunday is probably it's coming up, I think. It's obviously not this Sunday. It might be next Sunday. It's either next Sunday or the Sunday after. It's 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 pretty close. Gotcha. But yeah, watch conference tournaments and you'll learn a lot about these teams for March Madness. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, shoot, with that being said, man, um, it's been a good show. Um, Jordan Jean Louis, um, the host, and I got my co-host Kyle Evers. Um, host of his own show, Chomping at the Bit. Um, all of our shows are, all of them are on, I think, well, yours, well, mine's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon. I think yours on mm-hmm. every platform as well, too, right? Mine's strictly video platforms, so YouTube and all that. Oh, YouTube, I used okay. I an audio one, but it was too much, so I said, I'll just go video. We could do uh, both audio audio and video, like, see me, my my. My my videos on YouTube and Facebook, and then I I'm trying to look and see how you do Spotify video. I heard you can do Spotify podcast. I don't know. You might have, to have like a certain amount of streamers. I think, um, but yeah. So like my video is like on YouTube and then Facebook Live, and then my audio is. Just I just on felt Spotify. like I got more. I feel like I got more from the video stuff, so I kind of just let the audio fall to the side. I mean, go to got YouTube. It. Go to my YouTube channel, chopping at the bit. Go to the about section. Got everything listed there for my social, so that's the easiest way to find me. Yeah. But with that being said, man, uh, this is a good show. Um, thanks thanks for y'all. Thanks for Todd being in the chat. Um, Ch- Chase for being in the chat. CRM Media, um, you know. And, uh, yeah, and, and if you could tune in t- later today because Kyle and I will be on Sports Day Pirate Network to do the trivia, yes. uh, the second week, the second trial, see how it goes. I think you. Who's your partner? Cottrell. Cottrell. Yep. That's gonna be okay. And then you play.